Hey, welcome to Kevin Elworth Unplugged. I am eager to be able to meet with you today to talk about life, love, and leadership and some encouragement along the way. I think we need all of those. We need to experience all of that into our life, into our trajectory, and all those things. So recently on one of my Tuesday leadership lunches, I talked a little bit about the power of belief, and I wanted to just dive into that just a little bit deeper today. Because my goodness, the 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 thing that you're going to get out of life is going to be based on the belief that you have going into it and your mindset and all these things. Um, on another podcast at some point in the future, I want to talk to you about your startup process, your startup routine, because it is crucial that you have a well-defined startup routine. The higher performance person you're going to be, the better your startup process is going to be. And so, okay, so anyway... Um, I run a business, Kevin Elworth Coaching. I actually have multiple businesses that I'm running right now, but Kevin Elworth Coaching is where I'm at. It's what I'm doing. Um, I am designed around helping business leaders get unstuck and traction in their determinations in life. I'm really honing in on the ability to do that through team dynamics and development right now. So I mean, everybody is part of some some sort of a team. The the bigger and more pronounced your business becomes, the more the more your team is important. But good lord, almost all of us have some sort. Unless you're just a solopreneur working on your own, um, you've got something of a team. And so, really, kind of my signature service right now is really developing team dynamics and helping teams get to just thriving. When a team thrives, a company follows follows suit. It is so characteristic of that. And uh, so I want to just unpack that over time as we go along here today. But today, like I said, I want to talk to you about uh, the power of belief. And to get to that spot, I want to talk to you for just a minute about expectations. When I used to do pre-marriage counseling, I would talk to these couples. They would come into me and we would sit down for three sessions or so. And the first session that we would meet together, we would talk about expectations. And my statement would be something along the lines of expectations has the power to make or break any marriage at any given point along the way. And what happens is, is that we enter a marriage not knowing that we have expectations of the other person. And and really it comes down to the process of kind of two facets, communicated expectations and uncommunicated expectations. We know there are some things that we have to communicate. Hey, would you take out the trash this morning? That's a communicated expectation. An uncommunicated expectation is, why didn't he take out the trash this morning? Do you see what happened there? And then, and the, and you can just justify and and visualize how the element of frustration or aggravation would kind of rise or diminish based on the way that we communicated those things together. So, communicated and uncommunicated expectations. Well, that really taps into what I want to discuss and dialogue today about belief systems. So, I've got a four question process that is going to establish your power of belief. And the reason I bring up expectations in this is because for whatever reason, we don't see or sense the fact of how vitally important this belief system is until we actually unpack it. I just came from a Maxwell leadership um, mentoring call with John Maxwell himself. I was invited to be part of a Zoom call today that um, was led by John Maxwell himself. And then um, they did some Q&A time and some of his other staff were on that call also. And uh, it was awesome. I mean, there was 530 people on this call with together. and uh, But just to hear from such a dynamic leader like that was just super powerful. But he made some astounding statements. But his statement was this. 
um, your ability to succeed or get prosperous or successful in life is a direct result of the people that you invite into the process. And so he was really advocating for uh, a mentoring relationship. And I can't, I cannot emphasize that enough as well. In fact, I have said that, um, in fact, I totally believe the networks that I have built are around that very idea. You will get farther in life based on the people that you invite into the process. You know, we have this nostalgia or this idea that I'm going to do this all by myself. But the reality is, is that one statement, you don't know what you don't know. And how are you going to learn what you don't know if you don't invite someone into the process that's able to teach you, encourage you, equip you, challenge you in, in all these different facets along the way? So you've got to put somebody in there. The other angle that I take on to that is this statement that I came up with myself. Your experience in life is a direct result of the questions that you're willing to answer. Let me frame that one more time because that is powerful. In fact, that's a tweetable for you. Just make sure you put my name next to it, okay? Your experience in life is a direct result of the questions that you're willing to answer. The people that I've been working with recently, I've challenged them, all of them, based on that same principle. Your question, your experience in life is a direct result of the questions that you're willing to answer. And I watch sometimes with this, just, just astounded at their hesitation or their resistance to actually answer the questions. We think that we're answering the questions, but actually we're avoiding the questions. We're not putting answers to it at all. Why? Because of ambiguity. We don't know what we would say. We don't know the answer to the question. We don't know what, even though it's an open-ended question, any answer you say is the right answer. But because we don't, we don't know, we just refrain from it. We procrastinate. We evade it. We avoid it. We just ignore it altogether. The other, the other answer I get sometimes is that the answer is right here. And my statement is this, if that's the only place that answer ever is, it will never manifest itself in real life. You've got to have the courage and the ability to believe in yourself, to put that on paper or to put it in public and know that you have the potential to actually carry that out. Your experience in life is a direct result of the questions that you're willing to answer. And so we're going to get to that spot by dive, dive, um, divulging or dissecting um, a couple questions around your beliefs, right? Your power of belief. Number one is this, what do I believe? This is your belief system. And you could push back on me and be like, well, I don't have a belief system. You have a belief system. You don't have a belief system right up until you recognize, I don't like what they just did. I don't like how they did it. I don't like how I was treated. I don't like how, you know, I had a different expectation. Oh, here comes the expectation piece again. Well, why did, why did it not sit well with me? It's because it goes against my belief system. Who are the people that you would choose to work for or work with? Those are, they are that way because they correlate or they co coincide. They are parallel to your belief system. So what do you value? What is it that you believe in? And, and it becomes the make or break. Like I cannot go there. I cannot do that. I cannot work with that kind of person or I have to have this or it's got to be that. Or what are these statements of belief? The things that you are just religious about and with a religious intensity that this has to be, I believe this so powerfully and so potently and so potential that it has to be. 
I'm a person of faith. Obviously, you know that I, I was a pastor in my former life, my former career. And so that that hasn't changed. The person I was in those days has not changed. I'm still that caliber of person today. And so I'm very much directed and my belief system is grounded and rooted in the fat, the fiber or the fabric of the word of God. And so every decision I make is based, is filtered through that first. It's also filtered through, through prayer. And so my belief system, very profoundly and pronounced, is directed through faith and the word of God and what does the Lord say and what is obedience, what is disobedience, those kind of things. Those are my belief systems. What is yours? The second part of that question or the second part of that is just some quantifiers. We're going to add something onto it now. Now it's, what do I believe of me? What do I believe of myself? And so we're going to enhance this with some value about me now. Do I do I engage in those things or refrain of those things? And, and I, let's tap directly into the ability to um, accomplish some things in life. What do I, what, what is my belief system? What do I believe of myself when it comes to my ability? Can I? In fact, I just did a devotional this morning as my kids were getting ready to start school. We we unpacked a Bible passage, Philippians 4, 10 through 14, where Paul is talking about the idea of contentment. And then he adds this soul pro profound scripture, which is like my scripture right now. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And I'm drilling this into my kids. You have to have this mentality, this mentality of ability. I love that. The mentality of ability. Because as soon as you integrate the word can't into your mind, you have just shut down your belief system of your ability. You've got to have that. Uh, um, you've got to believe in your ability to be able to advance and to be able to move on. One of the people I listen to quite frequently, um, if you can handle his vulgar his vulgar vocabulary, is David Goggins. Now, David Goggins is is a force beyond reckoning with. He is just what is he? They call him the toughest man in the world right now. Um, he has a determination about his life that is just unparalleled. Why? Because he's pushed himself to limits of just punishment. Oh my gosh. There's some of the stuff that you would read and that he would talk about. And what he's trying to establish is a self-determination. You have to believe in your ability to go just a little bit farther. The problem is, is that we don't typically push ourselves farther than we want. You know, our comfort steps into play. And we shut ourselves down. And what we actually are doing is we're limiting our determination because we don't believe in ourselves to be able to get through the pain or to get through the punishment or the, the negative, the negativity or the rejection or whatever, whatever those things are. What do I believe of myself? Do I believe that I can get to where I want to get the destination that I have in mind? We'll talk about that in just a minute. Question number three along this way is what do I believe about others. This is pretty huge because we live in a very skeptic society right now. Everyone is skeptic of just so many things. And it's just frustrating to be able to watch people interact, you know, with this arm's length approach towards literally everything in life. And they just, they're just skeptic. They're afraid. And literally, it, this is what it comes down to. Skepticism is a symptom of fear. And I don't know about you, but I do not want to be a person of fear. 
I don't want to be that at all. And so what have I done? I've kind of adapted my life to recognize the fact that there is a world out there that is offering me help. Now, can is all of it trustworthy? No, but not all of it is not trustworthy either. And so here's here's the problem that we face is that we feel like the world is out to get my money. Maybe, maybe some of them are. There are some dirty, nasty people out there. But I had to change my mentality because anytime my phone would ring and anytime, you know, there's that skepticism. Who's calling me? I don't know this number. What do they want? They just want to extract cash from me. Well, that's not necessarily true. Most of the time, there are just people out there that are offering something of help. I found this out in a profound way just recently. A company called me and, and I had I was really kind of just swirling on this thinking for a few minutes. And I got this phone call and I recognized the number. It was a company that I had been looking at, investigating. And so you put some information in somewhere. And and so obviously one of those things is your phone number. And so I'm getting a phone call back from this company. And this was that moment, that gut check moment. Do I believe in what I'm saying? Do I believe in others? Or do I believe that they're all out to get me? So I'm like, I've got to try this. I've got to test this. I know what I would want if I was the caller. Okay, so I've been the caller recently and trying to get a hold of companies and get a hold of CEOs and get a hold of people and offer them help and leadership and development and all those things, I would want a conversation. So I answered the phone. And on the other end of this phone, I found a super helpful salesperson, obviously. And they wanted to connect me with a process that would make my company more profitable and more efficient. Why would I say no to those things? Why would I be skeptic about that? So I listened to this person as they divulged what I needed to know and what I needed to hear. Now, did it turn out to be a company that I was going to work with? No, I tried it out and I recognized, you know what? This is not what I want. This is not the process that I'm interested in. So I'm going to have to shut this down. But it took an element of, I've got to believe in the potential of others and the power of others and what they're out to offer to me. Not everyone is out to slit your throat. Not everyone is out there trying to take everything that you have from you. In fact, most of the world around us is out there to enhance what you're already doing. They want to bless you. They want to help you. Yes, they want to profit some from you. They want to be able to enhance your business and you're going to enhance theirs. But why are we so skeptic? Why are we so hoarding? The reason we're hoarding is because we do not live in an abundance mindset. We live in a scarcity mindset. And that means that all I've grasped is all I'm ever going to get. And I cannot let it go away as soon as I have it in my hand. Well, that's not a sowing and reaping principle. And so now I'm just not believing my, now it's attacking my value system. My value system is based in the word of God. And the word of God says that my God owns all of this. So why would I hoard it? Why would I keep it all to myself? No, no, no. I can't do that. I've got to believe in others. The last question I want to present and propose to you today is what do I believe is possible? You know, we we get kind of painfully aware of this element of possibility. And this is honestly where we restrain ourselves. We think that something may not be possible. And so we don't put any effort into it. This is really where you need to kind of do two things. You need to begin to ask yourself some renewing questions. For me, it was actually a prayer, Romans 12, 2. Um, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I, I, I tell you what, for 18 months straight, Every day I woke up as part of my startup process, every day I woke up and I said, God, I want you to change my brain, change the way I think, 
change the way I process, help me to see things from a different angle. And what did it tell me? It told me over a very long period of time that things were possible that I had labeled as impossible. It told me that I was limiting my own potential based on what I saw of me instead of what I saw that God could do through me. And so over time, God began to unleash or unveil this element of possibility that I needed to establish and unveil deeper and more pronounced and more profound in my life. And I want to just present that to you. What do you believe is possible? What do you believe is possible of you? What do you believe is possible of your family? What do you believe is possible of your children? Oh my gosh, let's press into the parenting piece for this with this for just a minute. One of the grave mistakes that we do as parents is that we tell our kids that they can be anything and then we teach them that they're not possible to do any of it. What if we could just come alongside of them and help them recognize and visualize the power of their own belief system and the power of their own possibility and begin to equip them with what God may be instilling inside of them and what God may be trying to draw out of them and helping them to experience because they are God's greatest creation also. My goodness. I read a, I read in a, I think it was a Norman Vincent Peale's book. Um, Oh my gosh. What is that book? The power of positive thinking. Is that the, is that the name of that book? Something about positive thinking, but one of the one of the statements in that book is the is he dives into the fact that fear is the greatest disease that we give to our children, and oh, I was just struck by that. That just hurt me so bad because I recognize the fact that my actions, my my inability to believe in my own potential, in their potential in the possibilities in my value system and my belief in others is literally teaching them how, how to live their life. And I'm teaching them in a very negative mentality, a very negative way. I can't do that. I repented of that as soon as I saw it. One of my quantifiers back in the day as I was a pastor was, um, am I leading my children to Jesus or just around him? Oh my gosh, that just struck me so, so profoundly. But the same thing is true with this, when, with the power of your belief system, your power of your potential. You've got to help them recognize that the world is at their fingertips because that's the way that God created it. Now we have to live that way too. So let's go back to that question one more time. Your experience in life is a direct result of the questions that you're willing to answer. So what about what you believe? What do you believe of yourself? your value, your ability, your determination? What do you believe of others? And ultimately, what do you believe is possible? Man, this has been fun. It's been fun to hang out with you for today, to talk about the power of your belief, to be able to stretch your thinking, to go a little bit farther and deeper in your ability, in your um, pursuit of life. And I cannot wait to hear and to understand how I can help you in um, in your life. So let me know. My mission is to help you. Don't ever hesitate to reach out to me and say, Kevin, 
I'm struggling with this. I'm stuck here. I need some traction. I need some movement. Remember, Kevin Elworth Coaching, I exist to help you get unstuck and really to help you and your teams thrive. I look forward to talking with you next week. Have a great one.